You are listening to the Phenom NBA Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network. Powered by the most passionate young sports analysts in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Phenom NBA Show. Um, I'm Sammy, and I'm joined by Mike. And today, we're going to be talking about some NBA teams that have been playing really well and some NBA teams that have been underwhelming in their early season performances. So, Mike, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the first team that we're going to be talking about are the 4-3 and three on New York Knicks. Uh, the Knicks uh, recently, with a win last night, uh, just improved to over 500. Um, so the, the question with the Knicks and always with the Knicks is like, can this stay up? The Knicks have not been very good recently. Um, obviously, I don't think they haven't made the playoffs in a while. Um, but Julius Randle is playing really well. Um, their uh, marquee free agent signing of uh, last year's offseason. Uh, with a lot of stars, he he was the guy that um, they signed. Uh, he's doing well. He's averaging twenty two points a game with seven assists and eleven rebounds, um, along with uh, shooting over forty percent from three. Um, so it looks like he could have a career year uh, in New York. Um, R.J. Barrett is doing well. He's averaging 18 points a game with seven rebounds and four assists, all improvements uh, from last year. Uh, However, uh, his percentages are not that good as he is shooting 40% uh, uh, from the field and only 24% from three, which is very low. That is not what you want from a shooting guard. Um. So, can these numbers continue? I don't think so. The Knicks do have, currently it looks like they could make the playoffs, especially with some other East teams uh, struggling and underperforming, like the Washington Wizards, Toronto Raptors, and Brooklyn Nets, uh, who are all teams that I thought were going to make the playoffs but are currently uh, underwhelming. So, they could make the playoffs, but I don't see them being a force uh, in the playoffs or even making it past the plane. Um. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't 
I don't think that the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. I think that it's so early in the season right now that honestly, it's really hard to distinguish, you know, like the teams that are going to be like six, seven, eight, those seeds in the playoffs. And like you said, right now the Knicks are fourth in the East. Julius Randle leads the team in points per game, assists, and rebounds. And Emmanuel quickly is looking like the steal of the draft. Um, I, I mean, I think his performance has obviously been a huge help to those wins. Um, and I think that he will keep up that level of play, but I don't see the Nets um, and the Wizards and the Raptors, like you said, I don't see them staying like this the entire season. I think that this, it's a long season. You know, they're going to start to pick it up. And I don't see the Knicks staying in the playoff race I think that they're going to do much better than they did last season. It's clear that they obviously have a much better team, more organized. They have a great head coach now who's led them to a couple good wins. Um, and Austin Rivers, he's really good veteran experience to lead those young guys like Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly. But I don't think that the Knicks are going to be able to keep up with the rest of the East in a really, really great um, conference. So, yeah, I think that they're probably going to fall out of the playoff race probably towards the middle of the season. But it's looking great in New York, and I think that they have a lot to look forward to throughout this season and probably into the next couple seasons. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um... The Knicks, they, they have some good young players. Uh, as I mentioned before, they have R.J. Barrett. Uh, they have Michelle Robinson, who's a good young uh, defensive center. They also have uh, Obi Toppin, who's uh, not doing great this season. He's only played in one game uh, and didn't do great, only getting nine points um, while shooting 25% from the field. So, but I mean, it's his rookie season. He should improve. Magic were undefeated, but I doubt, and they're currently the two seed, but I doubt they're getting the two seed at the end of the year, um, for example. So I do agree that's a long season, and I doubt that they can remain as uh, the seed that they're at, which is the five seed, but I still think that they could be like the 10 seed. And uh... So, yeah, I think that, Obi Toppin, he's a rookie, like you said. So is Emmanuel Quickly, but I think that people also kind of expected that, yes, Obi Toppin was the Knicks' first pick in the draft, but I think that a lot of people expected him to start out slow. You know, he's coming out of Dayton, um, where he played great, but playing in the NBA is a huge difference to um, – his college experience. So I think that with the help of some of those um, veterans on the team, like Julius Randle, like Austin Rivers, he'll get more accustomed to the NBA, the level of play that's expected of him. And I think that he'll start to pick it up probably towards the middle of the season, like we said. Uh, moving on to the next team, 
um, another team that was projected to be very bad in the East and is the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are led uh, by their young backcourt of Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, um, as well as big men uh, Andre Drummond. And so I, I think he, I haven't really been seeing a lot of talk about him, but uh, they, also, they also have JaVale McGee, who's averaging nine points a game, as well as seven rebounds that got him from the Lakers for next to nothing as it was a salary dump uh, to help sign Martin Gasol. So I think, I think they've won that trade already because they gave nothing for a guy who's contributing at least something. Um, then the rest of the team, it's doing, I think Larry Nance, he has eight points a game, seven rebounds, five assists. Uh, that's kind of like a good all-around performance that you're kind of expecting for, from him now. Um, but as long as he does that or better, uh, you're you're getting what you want from him. Uh, so I think this is actually a team that might be better than the Knicks. Um, they have like legit talent, and I would not be surprised if they made the playoffs. Um, because like the reason I feel like they haven't made the playoffs is their young guys weren't as developed. Um, I think Kevin Love's been hurt. I think Kevin Love's been hurt. Uh, I believe he he's back. He's played in a couple games. He hasn't looked great. Um, plus, now they have a, a star big man in Andre Drummond. So I think this team does look more like a playoff team than the Knicks. But I, again, I don't think it's a team that's going to like cruise into the playoffs and more of a team that's going to get in through the play playing tournament. No, I agree. I think they're a better developed team. Like you said, their young guys have had a great opportunity. Um, over the offseason to really get better. But I don't see the Cavaliers, like, making a big push um, into the playoffs. I think that even with their really great duo in Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, I don't think that that's really enough to carry them into the playoffs. I think that, like you said, JaVale McGee, that was a great pickup. And, um, yeah, I think that besides that, I think they're just – there isn't really – I don't think – I think they're missing one more piece. I think that they need one more really – not really great, but just a solid player to um, – to, pick it up and I think that once they get that piece maybe in the off season, maybe whatever before the trade deadline, I think that if they get that one piece, that one, you know, shooter or jump shooter or whoever it is, I think that once they get that, I think then they'll be able to make um a push into the playoffs. But right now it's just not all there. I think that the East is gonna get better over this course of the season I think they're probably in a similar situation as the Knicks where their young guys are really showing up like Garland and we can compare him to Emmanuel quickly but think that they just need more overall experience I mean this was a team that like really struggled last year I don't think that it's just gonna make one se I don't think it's going to be one season and then they're just going to be able to 
get a playoff spot. I think that the East is a really, really good conference and that there's a lot of teams that right now are struggling, like I said before, but over the course of the season are going to pick it up. And I don't see um, the Cavaliers staying up to pace with the rest of those teams in the East. I agree that they can't stay with the big teams. Um, yeah. Um, but I don't know if they can't, if they're not like a playoff team. Cause I mean, like in with they added the playoff tur- in tournament, like before um, uh, last year, no one was saying the Memphis Grizzlies were a playoff team. And then they ended up being very close. They were a game away. Um, but I mean, like these are the things that happen. Some teams like you think will be good and won't be good. And some teams you think are going to be bad and will be, uh, and will be good like the Grizzlies last year, or I think maybe the Cavaliers this year. Um, the next team uh, we're going to talk about are the Toronto Raptors. Because um, on the on the opposite side of the spectrum, the Toronto Raptors are 1-5. and five. Uh, Last year, they were the two seed in the NBA. And the year before, uh, they won the NBA championship, of course. So, uh, Sammy, what do you think about... Uh, and why did this happen? Do you think it will continue? I think that the Raptors are clearly slowing down um, after their uh, NBA championship win a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, they lost Kawhi Leonard two years ago in the offseason, but I think that right now they are – just clearly struggling. Fred Van Vliet has been a plus. He's been great so far. He's averaging 21 points per game. Um, but I think that Kyle Lowry has really not been producing. Um, Pascal Siakam, he was benched um, for one game for disciplinary reasons that coach Nick Nurse Um, chose not to discuss, but he did say that it was an internal matter. I don't know exactly what that means, but clearly there was an issue there, and I don't know if there's some tension in the locker room or anything like that, but if there is, then that is not going to be good for the Raptors. So I think that if Kyle Lowry doesn't start to play on the level that he was playing last year or two years ago, or even if he doesn't start to pick it up with Van Vliet, then I think that they're really going to have a problem um, in the East. So, yeah. And then also, not to mention, they don't have a lot of depth. I think that that's obviously an issue. Um, yeah. I mean, they lost Serge Ibaka and Marcus Saul, which obviously hurts. Um, but um, I think also a major thing is Pascal Siakam, who is their best player, is fouling out a lot. Um, that the NBA stars get a little help and like. Uh, in the NBA so I don't know why he's fouling out so much uh, but that's obviously a big problem Kyle Lauer is getting up there um, so 
that there's an issue. Uh, plus, uh, the, they overused in Texans, um, in which Bill O'Brien traded for um, uh, Cardinals running back David Johnson and then felt the need to prove that the trade was worth it by using him more than he should. And I think the Raptors paid Fred Van Vliet a lot. Uh, it was a little bit of an overpay. Um, but I think they need to use him more, and that's something that I think might hurt the team. Is Because if, you, if you're using a player more than they should be used, then some of your uh, better players aren't going to be used as much. So I think that might be a problem in it all um, that with the Raptors. Um, but overall, I think a lot of it is also just their lack of centers. Um, obviously, the big man is not as prevalent in today's NBA with the rise of uh, three-point shooting. But now their best center is Chris Boucher. And that's a heavy drop-off compared to the tandem of Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's... Uh, you had an interesting take with um, Fred Van Vliet. He's averaging, like, he's putting up the most points on the team. And I do agree that it was a little bit of an overpay, but he's clearly um, starting to come into his role as one of the main play main players on the team, along with um, Kyle Lowry, like I said before. Um, I don't, I just, why do you think they're using him too much? Like, I think that he's the one that's producing for them right now. And that if Kyle Lowry, I think Kyle Lowry is the one that needs to start to play. I think that Fred Van Vliet's doing his part. So I'm just curious to why you think um, they're playing him too much. Um. If uh, so, I think um, his minutes per game um, have gone up uh, since the uh, since season before, and he, he's playing thirty five minutes. So if he's, I would don't know if that. I think that might be too much. Uh, and also with overpaying him, um, which I think was a problem to begin with is they didn't have a lot of money to sign other, like, depth. And like I think you said before, depth is a big problem with them. They don't have a lot of good bench players. If their starting lineup is Lowry, Van Vliet, um, Ananobi, Siakam, Boucher, then there's only, like, one or two, like, quality bench options there. And another thing, like, the Lakers, one of the reasons they won last year was their depth. Uh, they had some great bench pieces. Um, and the Raptors before that season, and also the Warriors, I think a thing like all like really good NBA teams, the Raptors just don't have that business. Yeah, I agree. I think that maybe if – I think that they're going to struggle this year. Like you said, they spent so much money on um, Van Fleet that they don't – that they didn't and they don't have a lot of um, money to sign some new players to add to their depth at center. Um, but like you said, you know, the center position isn't um, really big anymore because of the use of three-pointers. But I think that it's still a necessary piece um, to a championship team. 
And I think that without it, they're really going to, without the depth, they're really going to struggle. And so I think that if maybe they pursued a trade for, um, you know, whatever center they want, maybe put in a newbie in a trade package, um, I think that that would probably be their best option. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to the next team are the Phoenix Suns, um, who are doing better than some expected. Um, and uh, I think, in my opinion, like there's one obvious reason. It's Chris Paul. Um, I saw a graphic recently. Every team that Chris Paul has gone to, their winning percentage has increased from the past year. This isn't a coincidence at this point. He's a winning player despite never winning championships. Um, in New Orleans, uh, he didn't have as good of a supporting, ca- a supporting cast. Uh, with the Clippers, I think coaching was an issue. Um, but overall, that's also they also had some bad timing with the rise of the San Antonio Spurs, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, and Golden State Warriors when they all hit their primes. Um, then he went to Houston, uh, where he, um, clashed with James Harden, um, and with, uh, recent, um, Harden allegations with him, uh, throwing the ball at some teammates. I don't know how much of it was Chris Paul's fault. And in Oklahoma City, uh, obviously it was a good team that just wasn't good enough, wasn't as good as the Warriors. It was a, a team that expected to start rebuilding and, it's like crazy how well they did above expectations when he was there. And now in Phoenix, they're already doing better. They've been one of the worst teams recently. And um, now they're looking like a playoff team. And I love this Chris Paul, even though like they still, but the reason for like this being a new team that's better than uh, previous Suns teams is clearly a, uh, uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, I think that obviously Chris Paul is a huge factor in how well they're playing. But I also think that it's interesting that in every game they've played so far, um, you know, they've had other players being the highest scorer on the team. So not to say that Chris Paul isn't, um, you know, a huge help because he is and he's clearly making a big difference in Phoenix Devin Booker is playing great he's been the best player on the team for a while he played really well last year um so he's looking good and now that Chris Paul has this help um with Devin Booker I think that they could be really um really good and then also DeAndre Ayton, who was the first pick in the draft a couple years ago, he's starting um, to look really good this season. He had 22 um, against the Nuggets, who are obviously a really good team. Um, But, yeah, I think that the Suns are definitely going to be a playoff team. Well, not definitely, but I think that they have – a really good opportunity 
to break out this season and show that they're not the sons that we have been seeing for the past however many years um, and that they are a playoff team and that they're going to be able to keep up with some of the best teams um, in the league, really. And I think that Devin Booker, they have their player that they need. Chris Paul is great veteran experience who can help mentor Booker. And they have just some really, really great players that will help support um, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, what actually, what I, uh, what makes the treatment better is they gave up Kelly Oubre, uh, who has struggled uh, mightily for the Golden State Warriors this season. So if you look at that, as well as uh, how Chris Paul's done so far, I think the Suns get an A plus um, for that trade. Uh, I'm sorry, Suns fans, for not giving the trade enough credit. Uh, when I wrote an article about it, I gave them a C, uh, thinking that they gave up too much for an old point guard. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the Suns, they do look like a playoff team. I mean, they took, they went 8-0 in the bubble last year. They realized, hey, we have some talent. And then they made a trade for one of the best point guards in the league. Um, and they're, they're finally turning around. Also, because I think uh, Monty Williams um, is, do, is doing a good coaching job there. Um, the next team and final team uh, that we're going to talk about are the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are currently two and four. Uh, they were my NBA Finals pick before the season, uh, so that that's not looking great. But obviously, it's early. Um, so, uh, Sammy, what, why do you think they're two and four, and do you think it'll continue? Um, you know, I don't think that they're going to continue. I think that we saw how good the Nuggets were last year in the bubble. Um, Michael Porter Jr. started to stand out. Um, Jamal Murray had a couple great games. And I think that, um, obviously, with Nikola Jokic, I don't think that there's any way that they don't start to pick it up. You know, it's the beginning of the season. Do we really think the Knicks are going to be – you know, like the fourth seed in the East by the end of the season? Probably not. And do we really think that um, the Nuggets are going to be the, the bottom seed in the West? Probably not. Like, there, there are going to be those players that start to pick it up that are just – they're not playing great right now. You know, it was a shortened off season, which could have something to do with it. Um, saying is how far um, – the Nuggets made it into the playoffs in the bubble. So I'm not saying that they haven't been playing bad, which they have. They definitely have not been playing great. But I think that once they really start to get into their groove and hit their stride, I don't think that they're going to be struggling as much as they are right now. Uh, yeah, I agree. If you look at their four losses – uh, the first one was on a game winner by Buddy Heald. Uh, the fourth loss was a loss to Phoenix by three points. Uh, their second loss was a loss to the Clippers by 13. Obviously, that's not great, but the Clippers are one of the better teams in the West. 
And uh, their other loss is a 10-point loss to Sacramento, and that's the one loss that doesn't, seem, that doesn't seem like something that they do normally, but every team has those. And their two wins uh, were by 15 and by um, 15 and by 13 against two teams that have talent, the Timberwolves and the Rockets. So I think this is an early season bug. They have uh, a little bit of an easier schedule uh, next week with um, games against the Timberwolves, uh, Mavericks, and Knicks coming up on their schedule. So I think they'll get into a groove. Nikola Jokic uh, will do very well for them, as he always does. Um, the rest of the team should, like, pull it together, and the team uh, most likely will get on a roll. I don't know if they'll be the three seed uh, or higher, like I was predicting, but there's still almost a definite lock to make the playoffs. I agree. I think that every team, um, not every team, but a lot of teams struggle early in the year, in the season. And um, a lot of those teams that struggle end up really playing well um, towards the middle and towards the end of the season. And they're, you know, they've been in the playoffs for the last um, however many years. Jamal Murray, he's great. Michael Porter Jr., when he is on it, he's on it, and he knows how to shoot, and he knows how to move the ball. And Jokic, their all-star um, center, he's great. And so I think that there's no way that they don't make the playoffs. They just got to pick it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's again, it's early. They should be able to pick it up soon. And... Um, most likely they will make the playoffs. Um, so uh, those are all the teams you're going to talk about. Uh, Sammy, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, just thank you for listening. 